come home after practice, I'd eat dinner, I'd watch a couple more hours of film. And that was when I was single. And, and it would have been a lot tougher for me because, especially my situation, because I did call all the own, my own plays. So I had to really be focused. I almost had to be like a coach out there. So for me, I guess it was fortunate I did settle down near the end of my career so I can focus the majority of my time on the football field and on what I was trying to focus on. And not for everybody, though, it hasn't been the case. Jim, I've talked to a lot of highly skilled athletes who have told me that discipline that goes along with being a highly skilled athlete helps them deal with real challenges in life, one like you're facing and, and others have faced uh, challenges like this. Did you find that that discipline, what you had to do as a pro athlete, also helped you being focused as well? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the discipline of, you know, trying to do your own as far as, uh, you know, in the everyday world, making sure that your family's taken care of. Uh, you know, you look back and you realize what you had to do and how you got there, but more importantly right now is, is what you do about your family. And I also think it brings uh, balance to a person's life. I mean, everybody sees the athlete, the pro athlete, as having a glamorous life, but they're real human beings like everybody else, and I think it does bring a balance to the athlete to have to deal with real-life situations. It is, and, and I know it's tough for some people out there to really look at professional athletes and, and celebrities as a normal person, but we try to do At least I know the majority of people I know that, you know, have been in a limelight or play professional sports. Uh, you, you try to be the person that you were brought up to be. I know I was blessed to have great parents and instilled some qualities in me that I feel I try to give to my family. But, uh, you know, at times uh, you know that uh, you're not looked at that way, and you try to uh, be the person that you want other people to look at you like. I mean, I, I treat people how I want to be treated, and at times... Uh, yeah, you want to be uh, just like everybody else as far as going out to dinner and not being bothered, but that just doesn't happen. But when people do come up to you, you have to look at it and say, hey, th th it's nice. At least people are looking at you, and, and hopefully that some of their kids may, may look at this as role models. So it, it, there's pluses and minuses to both sides. Jim, uh, it always brings up the question to me as we hear so much about uh, the handful of athletes who have problems and do bad things and I've always pointed to the fans that look you've got to give a lot of credit to the other athletes that are doing things you don't hear about does that upset the pro athlete to, to, that he doesn't get the type of credit for all the wonderful things that they do you know we and this is honest I mean I, I've known Doug Flutie and Boomer Sots and Dan Marino. we don't do it out there to make a name for ourselves we do it out there for the kids and yeah you do hear all the bad things but I guess uh you try to hope that some of the friends that you know are not put in that situation or put themselves in that situation. And, and I think everybody owes it to themselves to try to help out the people that are less fortunate. We're very blessed to have the athletic ability to go out there and make the, the money that we make and be able to take care of our families. But realize there's so many families out there that don't have that support and that are suffering. And, yes, there are um, families that can do something about it. At least I know that I'm trying to help out boomers, trying to help out cystic fibrosis and so on and so forth but i just hope and wish that there were more people out there willing to sacrifice some time of their own lives and realize how blessed they are and try to help out the other kids uh jim let's talk a little bit about quarterbacking when you look at that position today in the national football league compared to when you came in and started playing it what are the differences between that position if any at all uh yeah i think there are some i think the game is a little is faster than when it was uh back when i first started i think as uh, as time went on, it, it got to be uh, to a position where they were blitzing the quarterback a lot, playing more zone defenses, zone blitzing, that they tried to confuse the quarterback thinking, okay, if it's going to be a blitz, it must, be, must mean it's going to be man-to-man -man coverage. And they dropped guys off like a defensive lineman that they can do nowadays because the defensive linemen 
run almost as fast as almost as quick as some of the running backs are. So they're able to do things like that, disguise different coverages, try to confuse the quarterback because that's where uh, the defense uh, is, is. That's what the defense is all about now: confusing that quarterback, make him think that something's happening that really isn't, and force him into those errors because. As we well know, uh, the game of uh, wins and losses is determined with turnovers. And, and nowadays, uh, that what they're trying to do is pressure a quarterback, force him to make a key mistake. I've not met too many uh, dumb quarterbacks, and so I ask that question tongue-in-cheek uh, with this in mind, and that is the fact that why don't they let quarterbacks call their own plays? Why is it just changing a play? Um, the thing is, I don't know many, and this is honest, uh, I don't think I know many quarterbacks who would want that pressure put on themselves to have to worry about it. I think more quarterbacks would love the freedom to be able to audibleize when they want to, but to totally put an offense into a quarterback's hands, I bet if you pulled them. Uh